because nothing says Mother's Day like Evil Dead. Wait, what? Welcome to the Crooked Table Podcast, where we discuss the world of film from a fresh angle. And now your host, Robert Yanis Jr. Welcome to the Crooked Table Podcast. This is Rob. On this episode, we're going to be talking about, well, we're going to be talking about the Evil Dead franchise. And if you listen to episode 50, where I sort of discuss a little bit of my long-term plans for the Crooked Table podcast and what I, the kind of things I want to cover, I'm really trying to get away from having every week be, or every episode, it hasn't been every week, unfortunately, lately, uh, having every episode just be a review. We're like, we're going to talk about Avengers, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, uh, Solo, which believe me, we will get to Solo at some point when it comes out in a couple weeks. Um, but I want to d- dive into more either commentary or analysis or discussion points of things happening in entertainment. So for those of you who are not up to date on all your Evil Dead news, of course, the franchise that Sam Raimi started in the early 80s with the Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, still a classic, by the way, and Army of Darkness uh, in 1992, which then continued with the reboot in 2013 and the television show on Stars, Ash vs. Evil Dead, which unfortunately just got canceled uh, at the end of its third season. Um, luckily, the creators of the show, Bruce Campbell, uh, Raimi and his team, they were all talking about this, looking at this finale and considering it basically a series finale because word had been building for a while that Ash vs. Evil Dead was on its way out and uh, you know they wanted to make sure that the show had a sense of finality to it, which having seen the entire series, and I think I've talked about that on the podcast before, you can see the first two seasons on Netflix, and I imagine season three will follow soon after. It's a really fun show, really, really over-the-top, gory and violent and ridiculous. Um, but for fans of the franchise, uh, definitely it's a must-watch must of Ash, Ash vs. Evil Dead, because it's a, it's a very fun show, and uh, Bruce Campbell is terrific on it. A lot of imagination, like ridiculous uh, sadistic imagination on play in that series so it's unfortunate to see it go but at least you know the way they ended it did give it uh did wrap it up sort of did give the story that this show has been telling uh some closure so that if if as bruce campbell says he's done playing the character and retired for good after three films and three seasons of a tv show i kind of don't blame him um, you know, we, we have a nice, uh, solid uh, conclusion for this segment of Ash's story. Of course, this franchise being the multimedia, you know, juggernaut that it is for a certain segment of, of, uh, fans, I'm sure that the character will be continued on, uh, in comic books or video games or, or what have you at some point and that the franchise will live on. That being said, uh, soon after the news, about a week or so after the news that the show has been canceled, the show had been canceled. And um, about a week or so previous to the recording of this episode, director Fetty Alvarez, who directed the 2013 reboot, Evil Dead, which starred Jane Livy, uh, actually tweeted out, and I'll include this in the show notes at the bottom of this episode. He says, okay, time to ask this. What should I do? And he did a poll of Evil Dead 2, Don't Breathe 2, um, which would be ostensibly a sequel to the 2016 film that he made, and, temp- and uh, Stop Making Movies. 70% went for Evil Dead 2, which it doesn't surprise me because I'm pretty I'm pretty well versed in what's going on in film Twitter and um, you know in, in the entertainment community I guess and I know that there is a lot of 
uh, low-key a lot of love for Evil Dead, uh, the, the reboot version from a few years ago. Myself included. I actually have, I own it on Blu-ray and I've seen it a few times. And every time I watch it, I, I appreciate it more um, on its own merits, but also in the ways that it, it sort of um, redoes, but also reinvents and propels forward the Evil Dead franchise. And I mean, I mean and this is a, basically the only, it takes in common, it has in common the basic premise of five friends go to a cab go to a cabin and crazy shit happens and they all start dying but it does do a lot of things different with it um i think creating a character that's so different from ash in mia and having a tone that's way more in line with the uh the straight up horror that the original evil did was shooting for and didn't quite reach uh i think was smart as well as the fact that there's a whole there's a whole subtext to the storyline in there where you know, they don't take Mia and her account of what's going on as far as the entity in the forest uh, seriously early on because she's actually detoxing from drugs and, and uh, the way that the way that her character evolves throughout the course of the film, essentially playing the hero and the villain, uh, you know, embodying the evil spirit in a way that in a way that, uh, you know, Bruce Campbell did overall. I mean, I think probably the biggest time he the most impactful time that that ash was hero and villain was probably army of darkness but even then it was like an all and it was an all decayed blown up like gross uh skeleton version of ash at that point but this was like full-on dead dead eye mia uh terrorizing her friends and then ultimately having to save the day and i thought it was a really interesting aesthetic and i was a, a huge fan of fetty alvarez uh, his directorial work in that film, and subsequently, I also really love Don't Breathe. It was actually one of my favorite films of 2016. I think he has just a winning combination, uh, a collaboration going really with Jane Levy on those two films, and I I'm definitely consider him one of the top horror directors working today. That being said, I do, I agree with Fede Alvarez's poll results that I think it is really time for um, for a Evil Dead 2, and there's a few reasons for that. Firstly, I mean, initially I was in, I was thinking that Jane Levy would be a great addition to Ash vs. Evil Dead. There was talk prior to season three that Ash was going to have a daughter, and it could have been a cool reveal for that to be Mia and have the the you know the Deadites sort of haunting that family in a way. Uh, they didn't go that direction, obviously, and she ended up having he ended up having a daughter named Brandy, who was was a great character on that show in her own right, uh, teenager. And um, you know, now that Ash vs. Evil Dead is over, I feel like that. This story sort of closed the book on an element of uh, of the Evil Dead franchise. If we're gonna if we're gonna end Ash's story here, I think that the way that Ash versus Evil Dead ends his story is the perfect jumping off point for Mia's story. So, spoilers for the series finale of Ash versus Evil Dead. If you haven't seen it, like I said, uh, the first two seasons are on Netflix, and season three, I assume, will be on there sometime this summer. But I'm don't know for sure about that. The way that Ash vs. Evil Dead ends is there is basically a zombie apocalypse that sort that uh, that is unleashed upon the world. Ash does what he what he can to prevent it, and there is a huge demon um, terrorizing his town, and so he had kind of basically does to basically sacrifices himself to destroy this demon, and you know he bids adieu to his friends and sort of says goodbye to his daughter and blah 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 and goes to face the demon 
And, you know, we think, oh, my God, are they going to kill Ash? This is one of horror's biggest icons. They can't possibly do that. This is Bruce Campbell is, is you know, such a, a uh, I already said icon, but such a um, recognizable figure in that role. And, you know, the fans constantly demand more of him to the point that there was no Ash from 1992 to what, 20, what is it, 2016, 2015, I think, when Ash vs. Evil Dead started. And um, and they were still keeping the fires going for uh, seeing him return to the role. So, of course, it's revealed in the end that he didn't die, that he was just sort of knocked out and he awakens. Uh, he awakens in a way, in a, in a nod to, I think, the Army versus Darkness, Army, Army versus Darkness. All the, all the versus stuff is confusing. The uh, Army of Darkness alternate ending. He awakes in like a post, a post apocalyptic, like a real post apocalyptic sort of Mad Maxi style uh, landscape where there's this this woman who's assisting him and she's like part cyborg or or a robot in you know completely it's it's unclear and she's kind of gearing him up to go and do battle to face the deadites and that being said i think that if they do continue ash's story there is a place to do so in comics or whatever in that post-apocalyptic setting sort of do like if if uh, army of darkness was ash taken all the way into the past and, you know, what would he be like in medieval times facing the Deadites? This could be the opposite of that. And like, okay, what if we take Ash and we take him into a far, far post-apocalyptic future? What would that be like? And, and in comic books, especially, or animation or whatever they decide to do, if they decide to pursue that, you can really go crazy and have all kinds of insane sci-fi things that would be hard to pull off on a television budget. Um... Had they been able to continue the show, I'm sure they probably would have ended up having him try and find a way to get back or something. Because uh, because the characters of Pablo and Kelly are so important to Ash versus Evil Dead. So that's Ash's story. I think Ash is, is off the table for the uh, Evil Dead 2 of the reboot rebooted series. That being said, it uh, Evil Dead 2013 does end with sort of an apocalyptic event happening where Mia is battling Abomination Mia, as she's called, and it starts to rain blood and demons are unleashed, and it sort of implies that that same kind of apocalypse is happening uh, at the end of that film. So I think there's a way that Fede Alvarez, if, if, they're, if they really do try to link up his film with the uh, Raimi franchise, I think they're, and it's not to say that Raimi's not involved in the reboot because he did, him and Bruce Campbell did produce it and they were involved in uh, in the reboot and all that. But um, if they do try to sort of merge the two, I guess, continuities, as it were, I think there's a good, op there's a real opportunity there for Evil Dead 2, the a forthcoming one potentially, to dovetail into the end of Ash vs. Evil Dead and have them basically be taking place kind of concurrently that the apocalypse has spilled over uh, all over the world and um, you know whether wherever they take the sequel whether it's confined like the like the 2013 film is or if they decide to blow it out a little bit more or, or shift the tone that kind of thing I think there's a real opportunity there to have that apocalyptic event basically the end of the world have that be the exact same, you know, set in the exact same time within both the season series finale of Ash vs. Evil Dead, as well as the conclusion of Evil Dead 2013. Now that opens up all kinds of possibilities. That means if they want to bring Pablo and Kelly into the film and have them team up with Mia, 
they could do that. If they want to, you know, take Mia's character and maybe lighten the tone of Fede Alvarez's Evil Dead 2, they could do that because those characters would allow that and you can kind of take it into, take the franchise into wackier t- uh, territory again in the way that Raimi did with Evil, his Evil Dead 2 back in, I think, what is it, 1987. So I think there's a lot of potential in, uh, in an Evil Dead 2 with Fede Alvarez. I do also really love um, Don't Breathe and I I really do hope that he does a sequel to that at some point, but I feel like it's been now five years and I could see that plans for his Evil Dead sequel may have been kind of on the on on the skids for a while because of Ash vs. Evil Dead. But now that that show is wrapped up, I feel like it's it's now open season for Alvarez and Levy and, you know, the producing team of, of Raimi and, and Campbell probably to to pick that, pick up the reins and uh, and take it, take it, you know, moving forward from that point, um, sort of pass the baton off, as it were. It's a, you know, it's unfortunate that we're never really going to get probably Mia and Ash teaming up together against the Deadites, um, but I, I think that there's there's a there's an interesting opportunity here to sort of portray Mia and Ash as parallel figures in a way, and sort of and play with the narrative of what Ash's story has been about and him being the prophesied one and uh, and have Mia not take that role but sort of pick up that mission in Ash's absence and uh, deal with the after effects of what happens at the end of Ash versus Evil Dead. Now maybe Ash did defeat that demon, maybe he maybe he took the, you know, the brunt of uh, fighting back the uh, the demons that were entering the world and you know, they're, but there's still work left to be done. Well, that's where Mia and Pablo and Kelly could all run up together and and take that, uh, you know, continue fighting the good fight, as it were. I mean, that's basically what Ash vs. Evil Dead has been about. And that show has enough of a... enough of a following among fans of the franchise that it would be worth considering bringing Ke- uh, Kelly and Pablo into it. Um, I remember seeing every time I saw something on social media about as for Evil Dead has been canceled. All the comments were like, all right, well, there there goes my star subscription. That's the only thing I was subscribing for. And I'd be curious to know um, how much of a hit stars really took based on, uh, you know, letting that show go. And uh, it's been a crazy it's been a crazy season for TV series cancellations. I mean, everything that's been going on lately, the last few days with the whole Brooklyn Nine Nine shakeup, NBC picking that up. It's it's been uh, an interesting time, and you're seeing networks making a lot of uh, maybe practical financially, but um, kind of ill-advised when it comes to uh, the fan communities and really identifying the market that's out there. I would like to think that Fede Alvarez's film, or the sequel to his film, would would be wise enough to pick up the pieces from uh, the TV series and uh, keep them going strong, especially since at the end of Ash vs. Evil Dead, um, Ash basically says that Kelly could be that hero, she could be that leader uh, to keep uh, to keep fighting the Deadites. So it would be interesting to see what the dynamic would be like with Mia and Kelly and Pablo, if they go that way. I mean, they might not go that way, and they might just do continue doing just the straight and narrow path with Evil Dead 2 um, and just have Mia be in a different scenario. I don't know exactly where they would go with it because 
the origin original Evil Dead trilogy is an interesting one because Evil Dead Two is like partially a remake of Evil Dead One, and then kind of takes it kind of follows Ash in solitude for a little bit before he encounters other people, and then you know they actually come to the cabin to him. So it's it's to be interesting to see how that goes. But either way, I think that Evil Dead 2 is a great idea, and I think right now the franchise uh, was going strong, at least among the fan base, and, you know, that's, that they just really need to learn to capitalize on that, and I think the fact that, the fact that Ash vs. Evil Dead was on a network without very many things, I mean, maybe some people were interested in the show, but couldn't watch it because they didn't have a Starz subscription. Uh, they didn't, you know, they wasn't part of their cable package, and they weren't willing to spend ten dollars solely for that show um the hardcore fans of course were and um you know i was able luckily i was able to get around that between uh dvds at the library or just you know writing reviews of seasons uh of the season for uh we got this com and just um <clears throat> keeping up with it that way but I, I uh i i don't think this is a time to let the franchise sort of uh lie dormant i think you need to i think alvarez needs to strike while the iron's hot and i'm pretty sure that's what he was intending with his tweet of gauging people's interest he's like all right well maybe evil dead 2 makes sense especially since that tweet came out a week after the show was canceled i mean don't tell me those two things aren't related um i think he is considering well, all right well that that's done now i maybe now it, it's, the, it's the right time to strike while the iron's hot so to speak and uh and keep that Evil Dead franchise moving forward because he had a lot of passion for it. And I remember soon after the movie came out, I think a year or so, within a year, there was a talk of, oh, maybe we could do another one. Maybe people will be into that because it turned a profit and it got a, a strong critical reaction. And I think it's only aged, it's only gotten better with age over the last few years. And Don't Breathe proved that Fede Alvarez is not a fluke. It proved that Jane Levy is one of the, you know, one of the most underrated scream queens of our time. Uh, which is, you know, which is interesting considering that I, I, I haven't really, honestly, I haven't really seen her in that much. I wasn't, I didn't really watch Suburba, uh, Suburgatory. That's a hard, that's an interesting title. Uh, and I have seen her sporadically in films, but not, not really taking the lead like that. And she blown me away in both of those films with her range and with her ability to, uh, to sell not only the fear of it, but also be scary. Uh, at the same time. So I, I, I'm really interested in seeing what Fede Alvarez and Levy do next, if involve, if indeed he does do a sequel to one of the films that she uh, headlined. Hopefully it is Evil Dead 2, because like I said, I think the Don't Breathe sequel, if he does that, can wait. Um, if if he does something original, of course, I'd be down for that too. Really, pretty much any anything this guy puts together, I'm, I'm there. Um, I'm not really a huge horror head and that I watch pretty much every horror film out there. In fact, I have my limits for things that I'm like, yeah, no, no, it's like, I'm not going to do that. But I really love his, his work and uh, he's got a great stylistic eye. And, you know, if anybody's going to take this franchise and move it forward, uh, I, I mean, I think he proved with that film that, that he is very much the, the right man to keep, keep this going and make subsequent films with Levy in, in uh, front and center. So, I just wanted to do a podcast episode uh, about the Evil Dead franchise and my thoughts on this sort of crossroads that the Evil Dead franchise is on. It's been so, it's been one that I've really enjoyed over the years. The the, the, the original three films, especially Evil Dead Two, uh, I think is is pretty much a masterpiece of of horror slash comedy filmmaking, um, and one of Raimi's probably if not Raimi's best film. It's like right up there. 
And, um, you know, I, I really hate to see something with such potential uh, to basically go anywhere. And that's what that's what the amazing thing about this franchise is, is that it has a mythology, but it it's not, you know, Lord of the Rings or, uh, you know, um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, it's not tied to, oh, okay, we've committed to this. Now we've got to, it, it plays fast and loose with the mythology and sort of uh, tweaks the rules as it goes along and, and just kind of finds finds ways to make good ideas come to life, regardless of whether or not they even make sense in the context of the story. Because honestly, when it comes down to it, the Evil Dead franchise is really all about having a good time, being scared and uh, seeing some fucked up shit and, uh, you know, really reveling in, uh, you know, in what a, in the energy that a really well-made scary movie can bring you. And what some of the, uh, Joe, uh, the, the Sam Raimi and uh, stumbled over my words for a second. Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell works, especially Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, and you know, I guess the, the TV show. They they find a way to toe the line between scary, funny, scary, funny, scary, funny, and I think that no franchise really really does that as well as Evil Dead. So now that the show is the show is over and fans are hyped to see what's next. I think it's the perfect time for Alvarez to make it happen. So I just wanted to throw out a podcast episode talking about that. It's a little bit of a slow week for movies. Um, if uh, if you're looking for a film recommendation for me this week, I obviously last episode I talked about Avengers: Infinity War. Highly recommended by both myself and Kai. Um, I also reviewed Tully, the new Jason Reitman film starring Charlie Theron um, and Ron Livingston and uh, Mackenzie Davis over on MonkeysFightingRobots.com. So definitely check out my review. That that's a highly recommended film. Um, and I definitely think it's probably the most uh, most powerful, but I was gonna say, but most uh, fitting film playing now for Mother's Day because it does really speak to what mothers go through and um, you know the sacrifices they make and really the power and and burden of of being a mom uh, in the modern age. So if you're gonna go see a movie for Mother's Day, I highly recommend taking your mom to go see Tully or or your wife if you have kids. Uh, or girlfriend, whatever. Um, and the only other movie I've really seen that's new release is Breaking In, starring Gabrielle Union, which I also reviewed for monkeysfightingrobots.com. Not really that great. It's kind of a predictable thriller. Gabrielle Union, I was really excited to see her in sort of a lead role, especially in an action film. And uh, unfortunately, the film is very is very cliche. And it's not terrible, but it's just kind of it's kind of fine. It's, uh, I, I mentioned in my review, it's the perfect film to put on on a lazy Sunday afternoon on like TBS while you're doing dishes or something. You're like, oh, oh, this is still, this is kind of whatever. Oh, how is she going to get out of this? Okay, well, I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, commercial break. All right, whatever. I'm going to go get the, you know, get the, the, the clothes out of the dryer. It's one of those kinds of movies. It's very, it's very, not slow, but it's very, it's the kind of thing you've seen a million times before. It's very hackneyed in, in many ways. So it's unfortunate that Gabriel Union gives a pretty committed performance in a film that is really beneath her, uh, all things considered. So that's my recommendation for this weekend is definitely go see Tully and, uh, you know, check out Ash vs. Evil Dead if you haven't seen it. Judging by the ratings, which led to the cancellation of the show, a lot of people probably haven't seen it. So... Um, seek out that show, go see Tully, go see Avengers Infinity War again, and let me know what you, what you think of them all. That's all we have for this week. 
You can rate and review the Crooked Table podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, if you'd be so kind. Find me, Robert Dennis Jr., on Twitter, at Crooked Table. Of course, you can find other podcasts, reviews, videos, and other movie-related goodies over at CrookedTable.com. See you next episode, uh, which we'll probably be talking about Deadpool in some capacity. May not be a full review. We'll see where uh, we'll see when I get a chance to record and when I get a chance to see the film and how those correspond. But we'll probably be talking about Deadpool in some capacity. Anyway, until then, I've been Rob. We'll catch you around the table next week. Roll credits. This has been a production of CrookedTable.com. All rights reserved. That's the yard of the little KED.